Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, people, here we go. Welcome in. It is now a Wednesday, February the 12th. Welcome into the grid. Only I have the wrong show up, but that's fine. You know where it is. It is the early line. We'll get the graphics up there in a second. But still want to welcome you into what is going to be a middle-of-the-week craziness. As Dane, we're looking at a bunch of uh, NBA games, 11, I believe, to be uh, exact. We also have uh, 51 college basketball games to go along with a couple of NHL games here tonight. We've got the Genesis Open getting ready to uh, to kick off tomorrow. Tiger Woods, Riviera Country Club, which is always a good time. And uh, I got to tell you, I, the more I hear about Tiger Day, the more I'm very interested in not backing his ass right now. I'm just telling you that right now. Yeah, I didn't realize right. it, but it's interesting. They have... Um, He's got, this is the first year for the Genesis sponsorship. He yeah. hasn't hit a, he hasn't had a bucket of balls on the driving range yet, apparently, because he's too busy shaking hands and doing the, you know, he's the uh, host of the event. Hosting duties. So he doesn't have time. He hasn't been practicing at all. So I'm like, you know what? There's just no way I can back Tiger Woods. As much as I would like to juicy at 15, 16%. I want a, fo- a focused tiger, not where he's got to shake hands and kiss babies. So uh, there are a few other guys that we actually do like. We'll talk about that coming up. Headlines galore in Major League Baseball. The cheating scandal continues. We got a lawsuit uh, yeah. also coming by the Astros, and they're coming right down uh, up the road from, uh, from me down here, Dane. The Astros and the Nationals are housed in the same ballpark for spring training, and the owner is basically said – Crisis management teams are coming in. There is this uh, closed doors only meeting between the players and the owner. So uh, he does not want, and good luck with this, he does not want this thing to uh, spiral out of control early on in the season. But I can tell you right now, there are people out in front of the stadium with signs already. You know, cheaters, there are already people bent uh, about the Astros and the way Major League Baseball handled it. Lot to get to on that. Of course, a full night of uh, college hoops and NBA to recap. We'll do it all. But first, we're going to check in with Dan Stratton. We're going to figure out what happened. The headlines overnight next year on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Sports Grid News Update. Well, a very scary moment in the Ducks and Blues game overnight, hopefully with a good conclusion. Jay Bomeister, defenseman, collapsed on the bench for the Blues. St. Louis general manager Doug Armstrong did release a statement an hour later confirming that Bomeister suffered a cardiac event. He credited the Anaheim medical staff with a quick response and reported that the defenseman was conscious while he was transported to the hospital where he would undergo further testing. The game between the Ducks and the Blues was suspended and will be made up at a later date. 
in the NBA, Zion Williamson had himself a game, 31 points, and he won 38 to 117 New Orleans win over Portland. Zach Levine did his best to push the Bulls past the Wizards, but they lost anyway. The Bulls guard posted 41 points, nine rebounds, four assists, and two steals in the Bulls' loss to the Washington Wizards, 126 to 114. Russell Westbrook and James Harden, what a scary combination! They combined for 78 points, 18 rebounds, 12 assists, and three steals in the Rockets' 116 to 105 win over the Boston Celtics. Ben Simmons helped right the ship for the Philadelphia 76ers putting up a triple-double with 26 points, 10 assists, and 12 boards. Philadelphia did beat the Clippers 110-113. to Paul George decrying the, quote, home cooking from the referees. In the NFL, some coaching carousel updates. Jaguars have hired ex-Giants coach Ben McAdoo as their quarterback's coach. McAdoo had been out of the coaching ranks since being fired by the G-Men in December of 2017. Pat Shermer, newly hired by the Denver Broncos as their offense coordinator, had been rumored to be in the mix at Michigan State, but denied any interest. Reports out overnight have the Spartans looking to hire head coach from Colorado, Mel Tucker. And speaking in a Tuesday radio interview, Chargers general manager Tom Telesco said he, quote, likes our internal options to replace Phillip Rivers. Those internal options are Terod Taylor and 2019 fifth round pick Easton Stick. Of course, there are many big name free agent quarterbacks out there on the market. I'm Dan Strapper and this has been your Sports Grade News Update. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. And uh, big night last night in the uh, in the association and, of course, in college basketball. And uh, don't don't act like we didn't tell you, because we certainly explained to you what was going to happen last night with the public betters clearing house Dan, uh, the night before on those very public favorites uh, that uh, that cashed in like Baylor, uh, you know, beating Texas and. Texas Tech, and we said this is be. There's going to be some contrarian spots on the board, and sure enough, last night, Dane, the three biggest bet games last night, all swept by contrarian betters. All went the opposite way of the public. All cashed big time, including Michigan State, who opened up as a one and a half point favorite, but closed. As a two-and-a-half-point favorite, as everybody expected them to bounce back, they won, but they didn't cover. And uh, so that's uh, that was win number one for the contrarians. You also had, um, well, they beat Illinois, which was a great game. Only 70-69, to 69, they held on. Uh, also, you had North Carolina, huge public favorite last night, thinking they were going to wax Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Uh, yeah, no, that didn't. Oh, no, that didn't happen either. Uh, these were the two very best and biggest bet games. A lot of people bet North Carolina. A lot of alum. We have uh, Rebecca here at the network. She's betting them regardless, and that's right. exactly what the public did last night. And they got crushed, as did Dayton. And we talked about this game, uh, Dayton, right. Rhode Island. And uh, Dayton went from a 10-point favorite when you and I were talking, 9.5, 10 this mo- uh, yesterday morning. Well, they would have covered It was that. as high as 11.5 yesterday. Like, the public kept hammering it. You know what? It didn't make a damn bit of difference. Uh, yeah. Dayton wins. Dayton covers. That's three wins for contrarians, Dane, and uh, none for the public. So all that money they made on Monday, right back to the books. On to- it's a beautiful business plan that they got there, the sports books, isn't it? 
Listen, they play the long game. You know, I hear people all the time when they're betting. They're like, yo, um, I've lost my – I've won my last four. I'm like, that's right. nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if you find, you know, DJ LeMayhew who hit like 330 last year, you can find a one-week stretch where he went 0 for 21. You know what I mean? It, and it's, it's playing the long game, and that's what these books do, and that's why they keep on building buildings in the desert. I got other ones. I remember yesterday, Joe, I was like, yo, I'm on LSU, but is that the sucker's mm-hmm. bet? And the spread was 11. They win. They did not cover. You know, so I got banged out on that one. Maryland won, but only by two. We see what in the association as well. So, yeah, the the pendulum swings and the books know it and they bake it into the lines. Absolutely. They did win one game. Let's not all doom and gloom for the public favorites last night. Penn State was a big uh, public supporter. Last night, they end up at a big road win uh, in the uh, Mackey Arena there in Purdue. Congratulations. Penn State shooting lights out, playing great basketball. They cover last night. Also, San Diego State, San Diego. Yes, San Diego uh, crushes uh, New Mexico. And pretty much to the exact tune of what mm-hmm. the first game was. And we said right. it's probably going to be very much like this. It's going to be a 20-point win, 82-59. to 59. They are now 25-0. and 0. They've got four games left, and it doesn't the matter. Conference. They've already won the conference. So congratulations to San Diego State. And I don't think they're going to slow down. We said it. It's kind of undefeated or bust. they got to ride right. this all the way through. I don't anticipate them slowing down at all just because they won the conference. They want that number one seed, and there's already chatter that they're getting screwed out of it because of uh, the Zags. So unless the Zags lose a game somewhere along the line here in uh, in their conference, I it's highly doubtful, but it, it looks like San Diego State is going to get the short end of the stick when it's all said and done. Yeah, but we talked about it yesterday. I actually don't know that it's a bad thing. I think if I was San Diego State, I'd rather be the two and stay mm. out west than get shipped out as the last – one seed right. that has to go to the Midwest or the East, something like that. But yes, the Aztecs will be fans of schools like St. Mary's, BYU mm-hmm. going yep. forward, thinking uh, the Zags can get tripped up maybe in their conference tournament. That would leave the door ajar for the one seed in the West to go to San Diego State. 15 and a half point favorites, guys, is what they were last night. And they uh, it wasn't even in doubt. Uh, and the other good thing, too, there were a couple of spots last night, Dane, if you hopped on, and this is why uh, in-game betting is so much fun in college sports and can be so profitable, especially with hoops, is that you had a couple of big favorites last night get down early. One of them was Kentucky. And Kentucky was a double-digit favorite over Vanderbilt. And we know Vanderbilt's just being a giant pain in the butt of just about everyone that they play now. They're no good. But they are a giant pain in the butt. So you went from laying 11 or 12 points to start the game. All of a sudden, Vanderbilt dominated them in the first half. You could have got that number at one point, Dane, uh, almost at plus money for Kentucky to win the game. So there were those big favorites. If you're not comfortable betting San Diego State, if you're not, you know, oh, 15 and a half. Opportunities galore. Just wait for them to get behind a little bit in uh, in the game, Dane, and then cha-ching, man, cha-ching. Yeah. That's exactly what you're looking for in any sport. The big yep. favorite to be down early and attack it live. Love that. Absolutely Baltimore love Orioles it. Orioles scoring the top of the first inning all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, your big overnight stories next on the grid sportsgrid.com. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Welcome back in here on a uh, on a Wednesday as we get ready for what should be a uh, another monster night, not only in the NBA, but 11 games with college hoops really kicking off with 51. Uh, that's right. 51 games on the board here tonight. Uh, some of the uh, some of the big overnight stories, though, Dane, involve Major League Baseball once again, especially the fact that. Well, the Astros cheating scandal just will not go away. And uh, we keep hearing about it. Now we got a lot of finger pointing, a lot mm-hmm. of finger pointing at uh, at our boy there. Uh, uh, well, what should have been the Mets manager, Carlos Beltran. I, when it's all said and done at this point, where do you stand on this entire cheating situation? <laughs> Uh, I think it's a big deal. I think it was really bad. Do mm-hmm. I think these guys are going to get banned like Pete Rose? No. Right. But it's almost also, Joe, like everyone knew it was going on, kind of like steroids, you know? Right. Everyone knew it was happening. For me, Houston just kind of went over the line with technology. That's the big deal to me, okay? Like, were people stealing signs? Absolutely. We talked about this previously, Joe. You and I used to do this in our kind of amateur days as well. We all knew it was happening. But they used technology in a way that was just next level, whether it was the the game film, whether it was the Apple Watch. And I think the question for me is, was the penalty a big enough deterrent? to actually stop it in the same way for steroids, right? Like, oh, you get 80 games, but if you're a fringe major leaguer and you needed to get that one big contract, it was worth it for you. So my question is if Houston fans, if Houston front office people, if in a private moment, they'll tell you, yeah, we'll trade all that in for the banner. It's, now let now look at the alternative, and that's really what we got here—an alternative, Dane, that is going to be filled with PR people, crisis yeah. management people. Yeah. It's going to be about everything but baseball moving yep. forward here for this Astros team. The owner's coming to town. He's holding a you know a company meeting, so to speak, there, and he's bringing in is uh, the PR gurus here on how to deflect from all of this. Well, and how long does I think it last? Exactly. I don't know. That's my whole thing. I don't know. Does it ever go away? I I don't know. Remember, Joe, one of the things we said a couple weeks ago when this came out, one of the reasons I thought this was a big time penalty is I thought this would be a deterrent to free agents in the market who would want to go there. And I thought that would have a lasting effect, right? Okay. Hinch is gone, whatever the case may be. But if you're a free agent next year, Do you Mm -hmm. want to join this team where you know what the PR is, you know what the narrative is? I'd look elsewhere. And because of that, 
I think the stain will last and the penalty will ultimately be severe. Yep. They also uh, we also heard that yesterday, of course, uh, Alex Cora apparently tipped off the uh, the Nationals about what was going on there. Alex Cora was uh, now part of it and uh, part of the damage there. Uh, he, too, is uh, out of baseball, shall we say, and it just keeps going on. But I, it's a, it does seem to be this push to point the finger towards uh, Carlos Beltran, that others on the team wanted to stop it, but Carlos Beltran, he ignored it and just, yeah, he, they were powerless over doing it because Carlos Beltran wanted it on this Astros team. So it's kind of easy. It's kind of easy pickings, but I think it's interesting that Cora threw the Astros under the bus there and went to his former team, by the way. He, he threw them under a the bus and gave the Nationals everything that they needed to do. I found that pretty interesting. So here's what I don't get. There's also plenty of reports that A.J. Hinch, like, broke the monitors, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. He was the manager. What do they mean that they were powerless to stop Beltran? That's what right. I don't understand. Right. Like, you're their boss. Right. No, we're not doing this. I'm, I, we're ending this. We're cutting this out. Or like, how did that never happen? What do you I mean? Do you're powerless know. to stop Carlos Beltran. Yeah, that's that's what that's what cracks me up is that. It, so he's going to be the fall guy. And apparently it seems along those lines. He is. Let's all point it to the guy that lost the job as the uh, Mets manager. All of these like guys was, for the foreseeable right. future. All like he was out Pablo of Escobar or something. Yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, acting like he was some sort of bully in that situation right. and forced everyone to do it. The whole thing is very, very strange to me. But again, when you have an owner that's got to come to town uh, and now you've got lawsuits, Dane. I mean, yes. you actually, dude, you got a lawsuit in, in place now for a guy that what is never, you know, lost his pretty much well, his career. Did. Right. After getting lit He's up a lot of places. Yeah. Mike Bolsinger. He was the pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. He had an outing in August of 2017 against mm -hmm. these Astros, who are clearly had the signs, right? He goes a third of an inning, gives up four runs, four hits, walks three batters, okay? So he gets lit up. But here's the catch. He never pitches in the major leagues again. Again, yes. This, in yeah. essence, was the knockout blow to his career. And I'm going to yep. tell you something, Joe, and, and we see some of the lawsuit right now. The guys in the pit are putting it up. And we've heard people like Phil Hughes be like, I want my stats against these guys erased. You know, be, right. listen, this is what we use for arbitration figures, right? This is what happens about you in the open market. I think this is very interesting if this catches on. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does on a small level. Where's mm -hmm. the end? What what happens if this precedent is set that, yes, players, fans, coaches can get damages from the Astros or the Red Sox now that this is uh, verified? Like, yeah, they cheated. It's it's crazy to me. It's not going away anytime soon. And it the guy's got a point, man. And it's another one of these you can't unring that bell kind of situations, saying where if something comes out of that, even so much as a settlement or anything comes out of that, it's uh it's downhill and they know it. I, I mean, this is uh, something that can spiral out of control. Some people pointing the finger at Major League Baseball. Listen, Bob Costas comes out yesterday and makes the announcement that um, you know, guys, uh, all of those crazy things that we heard about the playoffs, you know, it's going to happen. So yeah. he's he's telling everyone it's going to happen. 
And they're doing their very best to, and Bob Costas, let's face it, is shill for Major League Baseball. Sure. Uh, Costas is doing his best. Look over here, not the Astros scandal. Don't look over to the Astros, but look over on how crazy the playoffs are going to be. I, I don't buy it in the least bit. I do not buy it. Is something going to change? Yes. Is it going to be picking your own? No, no. No, but it's better than talking about, you know, the fact that uh, the the Astros are about to descend upon West Palm Beach, Florida, and they've got to share a stadium, no less, with the Washington Nationals who beat them in the – I just can't imagine. I'm telling you, they're lining up already, Dane. Protests already are being planned in, in front of this stadium for the Astros. It is going to be a mess until – I think they can prove they can hit 285 without banging on a trash can. Until games start, Joe. They mm. need games to start, right? Because yeah. this is the worst nightmare, Joe. They want to turn the page, new season, you know, cut grass, the sprinklers on the field, and yep. they're still talking about this. You know, last year, Joe, Miles Garrett swings a helmet. Right. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the penalties that would come. And you and I both said the last thing the NFL would want is training camp to open and people right. to still be talking about Miles Garrett. Right. Yep. Under the radar, he met with the NFL, you know, because they don't want to have to deal with this in the next season. Major League Baseball is going to have to deal with this in the next season. They're not going to be able to shut the door, tie a little bow on this. This will be a stain for a while. And they're not ahead of it just yet. No, they uh, they're not. And it's uh, I'm telling you, and we're going to talk uh, over the next week or so. We're going to go ahead and start busting in some of these uh, future prices uh, for teams, some overs, unders, win totals. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, there's no way you can look at this Astros team or really anybody else involved uh, and go, whether it be Astro, whether it be Red Sox, and go, oh, all systems are a go. I still don't know how good this team will be because, right. let's face it, Dane, I don't know if they can actually do it without banging on a trash can. Neither can, you know, nobody can. That's the, nope. they keep telling us, you wait and see. Well, I can't bet on you on wait and see. So I'm not betting on you. In fact, I might even fade your ass because if it doesn't it. happen, I'm going to profit and laugh all the way to the window and cash right. my ticket because you're not as good as you thought you were when you weren't cheating. All right. So let's test the theory, Joe. Let's right. test the theory. The Houston Astros are minus 280. To win the AL West. All yeah. right. You got teams like the A's <clears throat> who always hang around, right? They're right. always that team. They're going to be in the high 80s. The Los Angeles Angels, they spend mm -hmm. money, right? They got Rendon, they got a couple of arms. Otani, healthy again. Right. Trout still in the prime of his career, despite whatever medication he's taken. Um, do you want to lay the Angels or the A's? The A's are plus 340. The Angels are 8-1 to one to win that division. Yeah, and it's funny you bring it up. Otani, too, was just reported uh, Major League Baseball that uh, he's he's getting ready to throw off the mound, dude. He is yeah. going full board this year. Yeah. Uh, coming off that surgery, Dane, it looks like they have every intention of utilizing him from not only the mound, but also yeah. uh, starting pitching. And yeah, I, that alone I can't wait to see. We know what Me kind too. of hitter he was. I can't wait to see uh, if this guy's fully healthy from an arm standpoint. I can't wait to see him uh, as a starting pitcher. The one thing that they needed more than anything else, 
He provides quite a, I, I can't believe it, their DH provides a boost I, on the pitchers. Man. It's the strangest thing ever talking about it. Listen, there's a universe where if he goes <laughs> well both ways, yes. I'm going to look to him for AL MVP futures. Should he not be the number one fantasy draft choice? Like, forget Trout, dude. The dude. Oh, what it is, Joe. Play. They separated out. I, There's I, two I players in the game. Johnny yeah. Otani uh, hitter, Otani pitcher. They're two separate players in fantasy. As one guy, let him roll both ways. Take an exception. <laughs> Come on, Yahoo. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back into the grid. It is the early line. I'm Joe Ranieri alongside uh, Dane Martinez. Uh, college hoops last night. Big night, certainly for a couple of teams, bubble teams uh, that did a great job of winning games. Uh, we're talking about four, Dane, maybe five games for some teams left in conference play before we begin conference tournaments. And then shortly after that, March 15th. We got ourselves some. Uh, we got ourselves some selection Sunday, yeah. where all hell will theoretically uh, break loose. And while we've got you know, fifty-one games, you know, right, Joe? Yeah, you don't piss off 50, at you, right? Fifty-one games coming up. Uh, don't even say we got fifty-one games coming put up the tonight. on me, Joe. More, uh, more actually huge games uh, tonight. We'll feature a couple of those coming up, but let's talk about some of these uh, bubble watch winners last night uh, in yeah. the. Uh, certainly in uh, in college basketball, Utah State late game, Colorado State, they did uh, more than enough to be able to solidify themselves. They have wins over LSU and Florida this year, but they also have three losses to teams that are outside of the top 100, which is never good. Um, they are not beating San Diego State. They're not taking over San Diego State. So every win from this point on counts. Good for them. NC State, Dan, I apologize. The Wolfpack, yeah, yeah they um, they did a pretty good job. And give them credit, Carrier Dome, never an easy place to play. Every time Syracuse would try to come back in that game last night, North Carolina State made a run. They just kept them at arm's length the entire time. It was just enough. They've got big games now. They got to go on a road to BC. Then they host Duke and Florida State next week. But yeah. NC State is definitely one of those uh, first four out contenders right now. Big win for uh, big win against Syracuse on the road. How about Virginia last night, Dane? Virginia uh, does comes out of nowhere as Notre Dame was doing a pretty decent job of controlling. I think it was 26-22 in the first half, Dane, uh, which shouldn't surprise anybody. But they ended up taking the game to overtime, did a good job in the second half. Still made couldn't up the get diff to 50 points. Still couldn't get to 50 <laughs> points. Made it to the, uh, yeah, the under, right? It was, uh, hello, uh, 117 and a half. You still, 
to have a combined total of less than 100. Exactly. 117 and a half was the total there, guys. Well, Under, uh, <laughs> that's what we get with Virginia and uh, Notre Dame. So good win by Virginia. Don't count them out. And Tennessee, I did not. I got to tell you, this is a game I did not see coming, Dane. Uh, Tennessee has looked absolutely abysmal in its last four games. Arkansas has got a really good team, a couple of overtime losses to top 25 teams. Not bad losses by any stretch of the imagination. Last night was a bad loss. Tennessee kicked their butt up and down. And we're only talking this was a two-point, two-and-a-half-point spread here, Dane. And Tennessee had them down by 25 points at one point in this game. And usually we watch Tennessee go ahead and, and throw up all over themselves in the second half. They didn't do it. Their schedule remaining, Dane, get a load of this. Auburn twice, Kentucky on the road, and they got to play Arkansas one more time and Florida. Tennessee needs to kick it into another gear if they're going to be making uh, the tournament. And that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty rough schedule, if you ask me. But Virginia, uh, I would not sleep on Virginia because defense travels, Dane. And if they can shut down a team that's been averaging 75 points here over the last month in overtime and hold them to uh, less than 50, Virginia can play with anybody. Yeah, I mean, listen, like you said, the defense, the experience, we've seen this mm -hmm. on many of the Cavaliers games throughout the season. We look for the under. Joe, yeah. I just cannot get over ever since you were like, hey, the Qs, they're cooking with gas. They're literally 0-3 since you made that declaration. Uh, I think it was Clemson, Duke, and oh. now a game they needed against the team in the ACC who was right near them in the standings. Joe, do me a favor. Uh, don't talk about the they Orange suck. anymore. Syracuse sucks. All I'll right, forget that. Syracuse. Sure. They won't make take anything. That. They yes. won't do yes. it. Yes, yes. Never going to win again. I didn't realize they have not beaten a top 50 team yet this year. So a lot of their wins have been no nice wins, wins yeah. but they're outside of the top 50. Um, they got to do – well, listen, here's the good news for Syracuse. They have it in you front of them, have, though. They have, like, Louisville, Florida State. Yeah. Florida State next, Louisville – Two games Gauntlet. of that in the next eight days. If they can win those games, right. Dane, and anything is possible, then yes, they are clearly in the conversation. But uh, Purdue, I Same really like thought, Tennessee, right? Because they yeah, have they have thing. it all in front of them. That's right. And, and I think and those are quality wins, big time. Right. And that's wins. what I was going to say. Going into Selection Sunday, that's what team the the committee is looking for. That's what we've seen over the last few years, yep. right? They're looking for those key wins. They want to see schools that are capable of making that run. So if you have, I think they call it quadrant one wins, right, Joe? That's correct. Um, yeah, it's that's what they're exactly. looking for. And so they're if you are on the bubble, right? Top thirty-five, go. top fifty, top seventy-five. Exactly. That's so that's if you're on the bubble, there. it's actually better to have those opportunities left yes. in front of you. You mentioned yes. it with Tennessee, same thing with Syracuse. They still have the potential to improve their resume. And so now it's up to them to take happen, advantage of it on the court. You got a couple of weeks left here, guys. Uh, you know, anywhere from uh, four games to uh, to seven games. Purdue's got seven left. The weirdest damn resume I think I have seen this far. They're 14 and 11. We watched them drop 100 points uh, against uh, Iowa. They go on the road. They beat Indiana in a tough environment. Then they come back home and they get just shellacked by Penn State yeah. last night. So now they're kind of uh, another win would have been great for them against uh, Penn State. But Penn State, 
they're on a different level right now, guys. They are playing some amazing basketball. Do not sleep on them. Tough place to play. They have a, a decent home court advantage, too, with the whiteout there. But Rhode Island last night was, they did their very best. Turn around. We're on in-game live last night, right, with with uh, with Scott. And okay. we turn around. It was 14 nothing, Dane, in the first three minutes of the game. We're like, is this a football score? Like, this has got to be. Then it was 17-3, and then from that point on, it was Rhode Island never recovered. Ob Toppin is going right. to be a, a, a beast. beast, absolute beast uh, to control there come tournament time. Dayton is a very real team, guys, and um, that loss by and they had won 10 in a row. Rhode Island, they were really battling with them for the A-10 championships, not to be. Arkansas threw up all over themselves. Mississippi State also had a chance to be able to kind of move a next step there in the SEC. They couldn't get it done. So it, tonight we've got 51 though. games, Dane, and every one of them really in the top 25, it, it's crunch time right now in college hoops. It is. What are you – teams like Dayton, teams like yeah. San Diego State, you know, they remind me of Central Florida in college football, right? Like when will they get an opportunity? How will you know when they stack up? We've right. seen Dayton now against Rhode Island, the best they'll have on their schedule, and they dump truck them, you know? That's correct. So so yep. how do we know what they'll look like against a solid Power 5 conference team? When will Good we point. find out? Or will yep. we not know and we'll just have to go with it come tournament time? It's Well, that's the beauty of the tournament time is the great equalizer. Like, you could be the best of the best and uh, in your conference, but – and look, it hasn't been good enough for the Zags, right? I mean, they've been the best of the best. Every yeah. time they get challenged in a tournament, they get bounced. Yeah. So this year with the parity, there's opportunities for teams to be able to get the job done, but that's what makes that beauty – that's the beauty of the tournament I, is that, okay, uh, here's Duke, here's Kentucky – uh, you know, here's the big boys. Kansas, so yeah. let's see what you, let's see what you got. And if you do, Butler did it two years in a row, guys. Nobody gave him any credit for it. Butler did it two years in a row. They made it to the finals. What's your excuse now, Dayton? There there is no excuses really. Outside, barring no, any injuries, right for the picking. Tonight this is the, this is the year to go. Um, and you better watch. Uh, Seton Hall tonight has a monster right. opportunity in front of them. 18 and five. They are ranked 10th in the country, taking on Creighton who's the 23rd-ranked team in the country here. The Big East grudge match, guys. Two teams, impressive records, and uh, the public? Yeah, well, guess who they are leaning on? The higher-ranked team, of course, Seton sure. Hall, and their home. And Seton Hall, actually, a six-point home favorite. Two-thirds of the bets, Dane, laying the points with the Pirates. 70-64 win off of Villanova. Some people think this might be a letdown game for them. They are really good. At home, too. That's a very interesting arena. That's a very interesting place they play, and yep. they pack out for it. So the problem is the line has come down. So with all the money, the public money and support going towards Seton Hall, the Sharps apparently seem to be leaning crate and freezing that line and even dropping it down a half a point at this uh, at this time, Dane. Yeah, and when we talked about uh, Dayton and how you wanted mm -hmm. to introduce everybody to Obi Toppin, uh, right. remember the name Miles Powell, people. Yep. All right. Yep. This is the guy from Seton Hall. He's averaging 22 points a game. He's a guard. Um, 
but he will steal the show if you mm-hmm. don't know about him yet. He's the guy for Seton, ha- uh, Seton Hall that you need to know. But, Joe, that's not even the only big-time game in that mm-hmm. conference no. uh, today. You got Marquette and Villanova also in that conference tonight. Uh, Ranked teams going at it. So a lot will be decided in the Big East tonight. Yep. Don't forget Xavier Butler, too. Uh, Two Mm. teams that uh, they've got to figure it out, guys. Um, Butler has got to figure it out. Xavier seems to have put it together after a disappointing start to the season. Uh, But, yes, the Big East has got – they got Providence St. John's tonight, too, which seems to be, Dane, um, one of the top two biggest – handled games so far they're hammering providence and st john's the betters also kansas west virginia getting a big boatload of action at 7 30 in the morning we'll tell you what those lines are and what's going on with them we'll do that coming up next getting you ready 51 games tonight in college hoops sounds good we got you covered here on the grid SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know what? That's a little bit really better. Really good. Fact, I can't hear myself. You think I would have? I think you <laughs> think I would have learned? Like, wow! I'm, wow! My earpiece is muted. Uh, no, I'm a moron. Welcome in on not, a Wednesday. Joe, Thank you very I'm much. Seven forty-five in the morning. You know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get on the I ball will, here. I will say this: a little. Uh, we got a, a little different uh, setup here in the studios in uh, Miami. So it's. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to figure out where to look. Um, I usually have a microphone, and I'm trying to it's move my. Thing. Like I don't even. I'm sitting on my hands. I don't know what to do here. It's getting a little crazy a process, here, but we'll figure it out. Just like the Philadelphia 76ers it's who made exactly. it happen at it's home exactly. like they usually do this time against the Los Angeles Clippers. No love. No love last night, by the way, either in the marketplace, man. I mean, Philly was, uh, as I'm watching that line throughout the day, we knew no Patrick Beverly, right. but the more Still. Joel Embiid talks – the less people are believe in the Sixers, even at home, Dane, the more he talks, the less people are interested in the 76ers. It's amazing to me. Uh, they came close. Listen, the Clippers fought them tooth and nail last night. And you know what? With, with Kawhi and Paul George in that lineup, and I get no Patrick Beverly, but, man, they were outmatched last night. And um, that's what kind of game I want to see the Clippers win. If I'm really going to buy in on the Clippers, I need to see them go in there and win that game. And I didn't see it, Dan. I saw it many aspects. I saw the better team, the better athletes, the better basketball players yeah. were on the Sixers last night, guys. Okay. And that's why Philly is such an enigma wrapped in a conundrum, disguised in a, you know, whatever that saying is, because they can do this. 
The, the Clippers are the favorites to win the NBA championship. And like you said, they look outmatched against the Philadelphia 76ers at home. And they had Kawhi. They had Paul George. They had my man Lou Williams doing his thing for 36 minutes. And it still does not matter. Joel Embiid goes off. Ben Simmons goes off. Triple-double. The crowd is booing Joel Embiid. And it didn't matter. Like, the Sixers are capable against anyone. The question is, will they put it together? Yeah, and uh, listen, Simmons triple-double last night, guys. If you you had that for a... If you had that on a prop bet, congratulations at uh, at plus 525 last night. Simmons, big night there. And finally, Dana, and maybe this has been the most frustrating thing about the 76ers, right? Among all the garbage and all the social media and all the crap, yeah. When MB, if Embiid and Simmons can grow up enough to be able to put everything to the side and realize that these two guys together, while it might take a little bit of work to do it, if you can get them both on the same page, it's this is a tough combination to beat. I, I don't care who you are, it's a tough combination to beat. The problem that I don't trust is that when the chips are down, right. who would you rather believe in this year? Giannis, Embiid, Simmons, Kawhi, Jimmy Butler. That's the problem I have. But from a pure talent standpoint, they're scary, man. If they are on the same page, they are downright scary. And they showed it last night against what many people think is your Western Conference champion. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I said a few days ago that the Cleveland Browns of the of the NBA, right? Because no one's doubting their talent, Joe. Like, we know they can do it. That's why they're scary. The yep. problem is, can they actually, whether it's team chemistry, whether it's maturity, it's the same things we talk about with the Cleveland Browns. And yep. do you still trust them to do that for an extended period of time, right? Yep. This isn't about one game. Give me one game, sure. They're live, but can they do it over the course of two months as they face adversity, as, you know, Joel Embiid needs to rest because of his seven-foot-two joints? You know, I, those are the questions. It's never been about the talent on this roster. It's about if they can do the professional thing and, you know, get all the way through. Yep, yep, and that's remains to be seen. But I can tell you last night, again, the, the betting public, no love. Absolutely zero love. It ended up as a pick'em, and let's face it, the team is twenty-five and two. Dane at home. How in the right. hell is that a pick'em game? Like they need to be the favorite. Are we kidding ourselves? They needed to be the favorite, but it closes a pick'em. And one ten to one hundred three, it was about as convincing a win as I've seen uh, from them this year. So I have. I walked away with more questions about the Clippers. Then I did answers for the Sixers. Has that? Let me just say it. Because I knew the Sixers are that good. If The problem has never been if. if they're good enough. It's can they get on the same page long enough. But that Clippers team with a Kawhi. And that was, to me, the big thing. All right. Paul George, it's either been one or the other. Either Kawhi, no Kawhi. Paul, no Paul. Like, okay. You're all on the damn court here last night. Marcus Morris is on the court now, right? Yep. This big acquisition. Yep. The best team in the East, guys, or, or one of the better teams in the East, you go on the road and you got manhandled. You, you really so 
And I think size was a big problem last night. The long, lengthy athleticism of the Sixers caused issues for the Clippers. And, oh, yeah, what the hell do you think the Lakers are going to do? Like, I got more questions about the Clippers this morning than I do about the 76ers, believe it or not. I'm not, not going to go that far, Joe. Because, listen, if you take the Clippers and you look at their road, they're now 15 and 12 away from L.A., okay? Three games over 500. That's not and, a problem? <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not. But if you're going to lose some road games at Philly is where you lose it. At Miami is where you lose it. You know, we say it all the time. These teams ain't going undefeated, you know. So if they're going to lose some of these games, this is not the, a horrible place to lose. This is where they're kind of supposed to lose on the road in the East. Yeah, but watching that game last night, there are bigger issues than, oh, it's just right. a regular season game. They, okay. there is a, there's mismatches all over the place there last night that you just can't cure when you go home to L.A., and that's the problem right. that I have. My question surrounded watching Embiid, watching the length of Horford, watching, watching, what, Zubac, yeah. watch what Simmons, uh, I mean, can do when those two guys are on the same page and they're setting each other up. Holy crap. Like, you don't have it. What, Patrick Beverly is somehow going to be an answer? Like, I, 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 uh, I, there are some questions regarding the Clippers and even them, especially not coming off a second night of a back to back, like rested. Yeah. You know, they had a day off in between. What, you know, you got a reeling Philadelphia team who's kind of questioning themselves, going, what am we supposed to do? It was an eye opening moment, and maybe we'll look back on this after the All Star break. If Philadelphia can go on a little run and say, you know what, they knew it was a big game. They treated it like it was a big game and they delivered at home. So finally, they lived up to the expectations. Meanwhile, out west late last night, you had the battle of small ball, right? You had yes. Houston taking on this the Celtics game. We were talking about going, all right, so what are we going to get here? Like what the two small ball teams, what's going to happen? Well, what happened was, and this is what, the NBA should be, especially those in the West, should be scared of. You had yes. Harden and Westbrook combined for 78 points. That's what happened. So that's small ball at its best. So small ball versus small ball, no bigs, Dane. Uh, advantage Houston right now. Yes, and I believe the West should be worried about what they saw last night. Yep. I really do. Joe, what have I been saying about the Rockets? The key question is, do they shoot 40% from three? Right. Joe, last night, they shot 29% from three, right. and they still got it done. P.J. Mm -hmm. Tucker, their new center, only has six boards. But Covington had seven. House yep. had nine. Westbrook had ten. Harden had eight. If they start to settle into how to defend, how to board with this small ball lineup, and they can beat a team like Boston, who I think is quality, who right. I think is solid, if they can beat a good team shooting less than 30% from three, that's yep. dangerous, Joe. Yep. Well, they, it was a um, – and it, it was a little bit closer. In the final two minutes, Houston went on a 15-2 uh, to run that kind of blew it open at that point. Still. It had been pretty good to that point. You had the Jalen Browns, Gordon Hayward. Hayward had 20. Brown yeah. had 19. Tatum had 15 on only 5 of 15 shooting. Um, so it, it was their first loss since January 26th. So Boston on the road, okay. Western yeah. Conference team. It was a tough spot for them, no doubt. But they advantage right now to the Houston Rockets, who are a two-and-a-half-point favorite there, guys. They covered. 
the uh, and really without a uh, without an issue, the over also in that game did not hit. Uh, it was, it was uh, 221. Right? It was 230, 230 and a half somewhere. Or it kept rising too yeah, throughout the day. Um, big upset last night with the Spurs, who did not have outside of Lamarcus Aldridge. They didn't have Demar Derozan. Um, a couple of other guys seem to be hurt there, but they went into OKC. They were getting eight points. They were plus 310 on the money line, and um, they got the job done, uh, Dane. And, and last night, for the first time, I'm watching a San Antonio Spurs team that reminded me of the old San Antonio Spurs there, where it was down low. You had a post player in Aldrich. You had a bunch right. of everyone split and everyone scores. Everyone plays D. I was like, where did Popovich must have been like, where the hell has this been the entire season against a pretty good OKC team? Uh, and they handled their business pretty well last night. They did. You know what I find interesting? About a week ago, everyone wanted to trade for Danilo Gallinari yeah. <laughs> right, because of his shooting. Yeah, yeah, he goes four for 16 from the floor, two for seven yep. from beyond the arc. I think yep. getting getting Jay Crowder will be yep. just fine for the Heat. Yep. Shout out to the Pelicans, too. They covered his three-point favorites over the Blazers. Hi, on. We're high. Yeah. Wizards also covered. We'll have more on the association coming up here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.